0: Yuma Dach Memzayim was starting at the top of the Amit at the new Mishnah, at the new Perek, once we said before the Kohen Gadol took the shovel full of coals from the Mizbech and placed the shovel on the Ravid Revi, which was the fourth row of stones in the Azara, so then the Mishnah says over here that they took out from the Lishka Sakelem the actual spoon or the ladle that he's going to be using in order to be Maktah the in the Kadesh Kedoshim, The Maktah as well as the shovel which was We'll see in the Gemara was actually full of kataris that they were bringing from the base of Tinus. And the Mishnah continues. Then the kain Gadol took two handfuls of tires from the shovel, which was full of kataris, and he placed it in both of his hands. So he scooped up in his cupped hands the kataris itself. A large kain would take a larger amount, and a smaller kain would take a smaller amount. So although the actual kataris that was brought every single day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon there was a specific share as we said before it was a money in the morning and a money in the afternoon however over here it was based on the size of the coin as far as the tires that were being brought into the Kadesh gadashim. the Kachaisa and, and this was the measurement we'll explain that in the Gemara now at this point once the Kayin Gadol took the two handfuls of tires he would actually place it into the spoon and he had the Machta which was the shovel full of coals that was sitting on the right v in the Azura. at this point dr. Mishnah he would now go take the shovel full of coals in his right hand and he would take the spoon or the ladle that was full of bismola in his left hand and at that point he would go into the Kadesh Kedoshim and we begin the Gemara we sit on Mishnah that he goes and he takes a Machter so the fact of Gemara we already learned it in the prior Mishnah you took the shovel all the and you go up to the top of the Mishnah and then you shovel a shovel full of coals and then he came down so what are we talking about over here They. Takes the mahtal, the did this already. On that the Gemara says, Over there we're referring to the shovel that we used for the coals. And over here we're talking about the shovel that was used that they removed the terris from the Lishka of the terrace, which was the Lishka space haftinas, as we'll say in a, in a moment in the Bryso. The Tanya, as we have a Bryso. They will bring to the Kohen Gadol a spoon or ladle that was empty from the Lishka Sakalem, which was the place where they had all the Kalem in the base of Middush. Space of and they would also bring to the Kayan Gadol a shovel full, which was an overflowing full of shovel of Kataris from the Lishka space of Tinas. Of course, we know the family of Avtinas was that family that had the ingredients and the actual recipe for the Kataris to make sure that it went up in a straight line and the smoke went up in a pillar. Now, in Agamar, we have actually two dots over here, and we're going to be co- quoting the Mishnah. Others learn that this is actually a continuation of the Bryce that we just said that continues to explain what happened. And then, Chaphan the klein Gadol would go and scoop up Kataris in his two handfuls and he would place it into the ladle. <speaking> in <Hebrew> As we just explained in the Mishnah. So the Gemara continues, why do you actually need a spoon or a ladle on your kippah? It doesn't say it anywhere that you actually place the actual kataris in a cup, As Mulay Khafna Behaviorus says, you fill up your hands with the actual kataris and then you bring it in, but it doesn't say anything about putting it in a spoon. And even more so, do we try and explain that we keep saying a mishum the because we don't want to tire out the gadol, We do certain things, therefore, we shouldn't require you to transfer the keteris into a spoon, which is an extra step. So the Gemara explains mishum Over here, it's actually impossible not to put in a spoon. The hechi What should you do? Should you actually bring the keteris in in your two handfuls and then you'll bring the shovel full of coals into the koyish But The pasuk says which is mash, but it's only one time that the Kalim Gadda walks into the Kadesh gadashim and not twice and therefore it's impossible to bring it in in two different shifts now if you're going to tell me what you could do is you could bring the Kedash in your handfuls and then you take the actual shovel of the coals and you place it on top of the tears which is, are in your hands and then you'll bring it into the Kadesh gadashim. so you'll be going in one shift so when you get into the hey Kedashim how you can actually perform that vayda, as we will see when the when Gadol gets into the Kadesh Kedashim he actually takes the pin of the coals and he places it on the ground in the Kadesh Kedashim so at that point how is he going to get it onto the ground will he take the shovel and he places it on the ground by taking it with his teeth and you're going to actually take the Machta and place it on the ground it's not proper to serve a king that's a bus of a in that fashion by using your teeth so therefore of course you're going into the most holy place on kippah in front of Hu, for sure you shouldn't be doing that. Hilka Therefore, there is no possibility to do the avodah in any other way. The and ask and since it's actually impossible to do the avodah in any other way, therefore it must be that you do the actual avodah of the keteris, like we find Benisim, as it says in the puzzle kaf achas asar Zav and therefore we take the kaf in our left hand, which has the keteris in them, and then we take the shovel with the coals in our right hand as we just explained that the shovel with the actual coals in the coin guddle's right hand and the spoon or the ladle with the keteris is in the left hand so for doesn't make it sense that the resident the most kosh of a thing is on the ground and the stranger or the visitor is actually in shmayim which means it's a lesson to tell us that how could it be that the keteris which is the ikka and the ikka voida is going to be something which is going to be in the left hand we always know that the most kosh of thing we place in the right hand so why are we placing the spoon or ladle in your left hand. And that the Gemara says, Zuma rubu, It's a very simple reason, because even though you may be right, that the Kteris is the Ikaboida, however, we know that the coals in the shovel were three Kav, and therefore that was much heavier, and we want to make sure that the Kain Godel could hold it in a good manner and it doesn't tire him out. So he holds the shovel with the coals in his right hand, and he holds the spoon with the Keteris in his left hand. And the Gemara says, Vafidu bismant shavim, and even if it would be a situation where the Kain Godel's hands are larger, and therefore he actually is in able to hold in his two handfuls three kav, and therefore it is exactly the same amount, we still say that he holds in his right hand the shovel of the coals and in his left hand the kteris. And Rashi points out, Therefore, based on the light plug, the Koen Gadol actually holds the kteris in his left hand. The Gemara now continues and says, And this is similar to the Maizu Rabbi Shmuel Ben Kibchus. Now, Pashup Shah in the Gemara is that even by Rabbi Shmuel Ben Kibchus, that his hands were so large that the actual qataris was even more than the actual coals. still, we would say that the khan gadol would hold it in his left hand based on a loy plug as we just explained, and that's how Rashi seems to understand this Gemara. Now, according to the Gerset that we have over here that says Zucham with then the Gemara is actually asking a question and saying, very good when it's actually equal, then it makes sense as a loy plug we're going to say, hold the qataris in your left hand. But by Reb Shmuel ben where he actually had his handfuls was much larger than L'chera why over there don't we say that, at least in that case, we should say that Rabbi Shmuel ben Kiklis should have placed the in his right hand? And the Gemara responds that even in a case where the actual Keterius would be a larger shear and a larger amount than the actual coals, still we say, Zuchama and since the coals are very hot and the, the actual Keterius is cold, therefore in order to control them better, the Koen would hold the hot coals with the shovel in his right hand and the Keterius with the spoon in his left hand. And the Gemara brings the story about Rabbi Shmuel ben Kirchus said about ben chayfin, kabin, that the measurement of ketayers that he had in his hand after he did the mice of Khafina was four kav which is of course more than the three kav of the coals that we brought into the of English as we explained before and Rabbi Shmuel would actually explain why he was actually this size he would explain because all women have zared, but my mother's zared was greater than everyone else's zared. and what does that mean some explain this that's relevant to the bran cereal that women that were pregnant used to eat and therefore he was saying all women would eat this bran cereal but my mother bran was so much greater and she ate the right amount in order that it caused that my development was better and therefore I came out stronger and just like Rabbi Yenis says by eating bran which is some sort of a wheat product it is beneficial for someone who is a chayla and a woman that's Mubaris is considered a chayla and others say what it's referring to is sheikh vo and just like says says Rav is the following stereo It says in the pasuk in Shmuel about and then it says Also, a pasuk that David Hamelak said, but this is in Tillim, and both psukim actually have the exact same pasuk. One pasuk reads about and the other one says But in any case, the point is that the first pasuk says it with the Aaron Aleph and the second pasuk says it with an Aleph And the general word of a Tazreni with an Aleph means to have strength. So David Hamelak was saying. That Hu gave him strength to go out to war. But Ravavo is that Lachayr, why in the first Pussek is a chasa aleph, and Bethesraini without an aleph sounds like the lashan of Zoyr to winnow and separate the chaff from the wheat, which is like being Beira Echol Minapsalis. And Ravo therefore explained that That what David was saying in front of Hu is as follows. As we know, every single person, in order to have Klita Shech in a woman, in order to become a Uberis, it has to be that there was one one Zerah that was stronger than the rest like Rashi says and therefore what David HaMelech was saying that even though most women would have actual Zerah that came into them was one of the strong ones but I even had the greatest of those all and the even stronger one and that caused me to become stronger and Rabbi Shmuel Ben Kimchus was saying the same thing that although every woman in order to be in become pregnant they get pregnant from the one that's strongest but my mother Zerah was even stronger than that and that's why I had Extra strength. Another thing they said about Rabbi Shmuel Ben Kibchas, one time on Yom Kippur, it was a middle of Aveda, and he went outside of the base of Migdash. I am ashamed to explain that he was going to speak to someone that was very important and very politically powerful. And he was speaking to one of the Arabs, Bishuk, in the Shuk, and a little spit of the guy went on the Begad of Rabbi Shmuel Ben Kibchus. And we know, on Achim, is considered like a Zav, and by a we know, and therefore, it has a din of an Ava Tumar. And the beggar now is Tummah. The beggar now transfers Tummah to Rabbi Shmuel Ben Kibchas, and he'll be tummy for one day, and he'll be considered a Tfil even if he goes to the mikveh. The and he can't do that. And therefore, his brother Yeshev had to go and become the Kohen Gadol instead of him, as we said in the beginning of Yuma that when the kain Gadol would become tummy, or if he became tummy on Yom Kippur, or right before Yom Kippur, then you would have to replace him with a new Kohen Gadol. So Yeshev became the Kohen Gadol for that Yom Kippur instead of Rabbi Shmuel. And Kimchus, who was his mother, saw two K'ham G'delam in one day from her family. Another story they said about Rishmael and kibchus a similar story. One time he went to speak with a hagman, an officer in the Shuk, and the same thing happened, became Tommy. And his brother Yosef this time went and became the K'ham G'delam instead of him. And once again, Kimchus saw two Kayam G'delam from her own family, her two children in one single day, and therefore, at this point, we see that she had three children that were kadam gedolim. But the Gemara continues and says, ban. Shiva There were actually seven children that Kimchas had, and all of them served at some point as kadam gedolim. So, Armelachah Masis Sheschisofukach. What did you do that you were to have seven children that were kadam gedolim? Armelachah, she responded to them, That for all my days of my life, the beams or the walls of my house did not see the braids of here hair, which means that even though she had a right and halakhically it's okay not to cover her hair in her house, but still she was so makbed it, that, and that's her schus. So Amrullah, they said to her, that many people did that, and it didn't actually work for them, and therefore there must be some other schusum that help you have these seven karmadalim. And there's a famous Ben Yoyada that says over here, not that that point is that it wasn't because of that schus, what they were actually saying is that your schus was because you covered your hair, but you did that with Shem Shemayim, you didn't have any other kavana. However, many other people did it because they heard that you did such a thing, but they weren't doing L'shem Shemayim; they were just doing it in order to get the reward that the children to be good. That is not something that will bring the reward, and therefore it didn't help them. But for you, it actually helped you. Now, two quick points. First of all, Rashi says, "We I saw in the Yerushalmi called and that's referring to this case that isha We lots men are gadol the zav. If there's a woman, that's a snuah, that it comes out from her a kaying who the zav, and therefore based on Rashi. Actually, it sounds like to Ben Yad's point that this is actually the schus Number two, Lechaira, it seems that all seven were during her lifetime. So, Lechaira, what type of schus is it? It seems that some of them died while she was alive, but it could be that's why the Gemara first brought down the stories to show that Rishabel ben Kibchat didn't die. He just transferred over to Kthu and for that Yom Kippur because he became Tamei and maybe it happened under the Yom Kippurim as well, or that he had other reasons why he couldn't serve as a Kayan Gadela that Yom Kippur, and therefore, during six other Yom Kippur, his brothers took over. But not necessarily that any of them died during her lifetime. And the Gemara continues. Turn our button, We learned. Tzai, regarding the man it says that the kohen actually takes the climates from the minchah itself. And the Gemara learns shelo yasa midol since it uses loshim b'kaimitz with his climates, so it's mashmeh it has to be with his kaimitz specifically. So therefore, it has to be done with his hands and not with any measuring cup. But the Gemara asks we have a shayla. How she Could you make a measuring cup for the Khafina? Because hasem the been again. The mincha, it says with his kaimetz maybe over here since it doesn't say that he has to take it with his handful it could be that you just have to have a measurement that's the size of his handful and you could even use a measuring cup we learn from the words it says and it also says so we would learn that just like it has to be done with your hand and not in the kli. Here also, but the, Geya, the actual chafina. It has to be done with the kain gadol's hands and not with the kli. But the Gemara says, "Tashmal so bring araya." The kachay simidasa we said in the Mishnah, and this is the measurement. So the these words don't make any sense. So my love, what does it mean when it says this in the Mishnah? alas to be the oisa that even if you want to make a measuring cup, you can make a measuring cup that's the size of the hands of the kain gadol. The Gemara answers, "Loy, that's not what it means." How come what the Mishnah just meant was the kachay that when the kain Guddle, after he already had the actual spoonful of the Kedoshim, he went into the Kedoshim, at that point he would actually take the spoon and he would pour it back into his hands in order to actually take the actual Kedoshim and place it on the shovel of coals while he was in the Kedoshim, but Enechanami, the only way to do the Khafina was with his hands, but the Gemara says, should you say that we learn from here, that the actual Chafinah happened twice, you first did it and then you placed it into the Kaf, and then you do the khafina again, when you were in the Kedoshim, that's actually Shailah that we have in the so we should you have a riot from our Mishnah that says simidasa, that you actually did the Khafina again. The Gemara answers, no, that over here we could actually respond and say our Mishnah also could mean, like we said before, that means that if you want to make a measuring cup for the Khafina, you could actually do that. And therefore, from the words of simidasa, you don't have a riot to any of our shailas. The Gemara says, inami another says shlo shlo what it means is simidasa, is that once you know what the size of the Koenigodos' hands are, you have to make sure to do it that size and that being comes a share of the carriers that have to be brought with them. We learned from the Geya the K'mitza of the kain when he was dealing with the Mincha and they used to take the Mincha which was partially baked or fully baked and they actually do a K'pizza from that actual Mincha. So the Gemara says the Pasuk says that you should take a full K'mitz. For the Gemara you might think that you have to take an overflowing K'mitz and it says it has to be with the K'mitz it has to be exactly a K'mitz. If it says so maybe you should take only the amount of Fit at the tops and the tips of your fingers, but you don't have to have a full fingerful. full but like therefore it says it has to be a full fingerful, and some are not going to the next words it come to injury like people do Kamica. But Hoke the Gemara explains what it is and how you do Kamitsa, a piece of that the way you do it is you fold your three fingers of your hand on your palm, and that is the khmitsa. And we continue with the gumara and that that there were two different types of the one called the Minchas machves and one called the menachis Macheshas, where Rashi says they were minetigen they were fried already before you actually did the kibitzah Rashi says tchilo, and afterwards you break them apart the kashu kibitzah and melias muveretzes the kibitzah and therefore over here it's much harder to get an exact pizza because they were larger pieces and therefore they would stick out at the top and the bottom of the kibitzah and whereas flour would just fall off by itself and you didn't have to do anything miso to get them off over here you have to figure out how to make it an exact pizza as you said it has to be an exact pizza so Tzoruch you have to take the claim's thumb and he has to take it and straight scrape off all the extra and the excess that's sticking out at the top of his kamito with that and with his pinky he would actually rub off and scrape off all of the excess that's Shomata that came out on the bottom of his three fingers which was the kamizo and the Gemara says that this was the most difficult of in the base of Middash. is this the most difficult? Is no other avodah which was difficult? For the we know there was the malika which was the shkita of an oif in the base of English that he did with the thumb. The ikah we also have the of Khafina that we spoke about before. But the gad hakayin gadol on kippah that took the turis in his handful. The clarifies and says zui kashish of This is one of the hardest avodahs in the base of Middash. But of course, there were others that were similarly very hard. Taisa memzayim Alf just points out that our is going like the man that says. Then it would not be a hard avodah because it's actually the same consistency as seilas, and we continue with the gemara. The gemara just said before that you can't have a kmitza that was Beirutim it was overflowing because the pasuk says. it has to be an exact kaimitz. Zakkimara, Amrabi Yechon, Yechon said. Bayra Rabbi Uza, Rabbi Uza asked the following question: if you have some flour or some of the mincha that gets between your fingers, in that case, is it considered that it's part of the Kmitzah, or is that considered part of the Shurayim, it's considered part of the leftover of the Mincha, which doesn't go on to his back. So our Papa, our Papa says, the of course, any part of the flower of the Mincha that's sticking within your finger, but it's towards the inside of the finger, therefore, that's for sure part of the Kmitzah. And also, I don't have a shayla if it's sticking completely outside your finger, even though it's stuck between your fingers, that's also the body Shurayim, that's for sure Shurayim the benin, benin, the only Shailah I have is actually flower or a part of Milchah that's stuck mamish in between your fingers you don't see it on the inside and you don't see it on the outside My be that it's actually a Suffolk he wasn't sure if it becomes Shurayim or if it has a Din like the Kmitzah itself and the Gemara explains that now that we just said that this is a suffix, so in fact the what should you do and how do you actually go about using this part of the Kmitzah Explains, you take the actual kibitza, which is not the part that's between your fingers, but it's in your palm of the end, and you actually mark the and then afterwards you take the parts up between your fingers and you mark that onto his And the Gemara now explains why Rab says that this is the only way to do it, because the Amr, if you're going to say, that you take the part of the Mincha and the Service that's between his fingers and you mark that first, on the side that maybe this is considered shirayim, so you can't go. Be it on the mizbech first and burn it up on the mizbech because then at the point when you actually take the kmitzah and you're placing it on the mizbech after that it will come out that the kmitzah is being done at a time that the shurayim are not all around and we know being that it will become like shurayim that will khasa that became deficient after between the kmitzah and the actual aktar. We learned in a different that shurayim on that once that happens and it's lost it actually wounds the entire mincha and you can't be to the kaymits on. The and as we know, the k'mitz is Hadam. And just like if you don't do the Zwicka Zadam, it would be Ma'ak of the Kapara. Here also, if you actually can't do the of the climates, it would actually be Ma'ak of the Kapara, and the Mincha wouldn't be a good Mincha. But Zakhtar Gemara, even a coin of Chanina's way of doing it, that you maqta to the climates first, and then you maqta to the part that's between your fingers, Lachair is still not going to be good, because that we know any part of a carbon or the Mincha, that you already put the part that's the actual part that goes onto bear onto the fire you can't put anything else onto the fire afterwards and therefore you can't go and make a new haktara of the part of the minchah that got stuck between his fingers because l'chirah on the side that it's not considered the actual kibitzah but it's considered shirayim the l'chirah you can't actually put that onto his back as haktara but what happened over here on that part you made it tonight and he said if it's actually the kibitzah then I'm putting it on as haktara and of course that would work and if it's actually shirayim then I'm not putting it on as Torah, because that would be also, as we just explained, but I'm putting it on as firewood onto the Mizbech, which is allowed. And that's going like the Shita Rabbelezo, the Tanya, Rabbelezo, you're not allowed to put anything on that was already on the fire for Rabbelezo, but you're still allowed to put it as firewood. But the Gemara says, that works out very well according to Rabbelezo, according to Rabbelezo, it says that can't even use it as firewood, and he can't place it on the Mizbech for any purpose. How are you going to explain? I'm I'm Rabbelezo, I'm Rabbelezo, Explain the Kamsi in Khanami, they would use fatter that this way there would be no space between their fingers and nothing would get stuck between their fingers. Or someone that would actually do it, Well was skinnier, would have to make sure that they would be very careful not to get anything stuck between their fingers. Even according to Rabbleza, would come out. Rabbleza doesn't say that we should put something onto his Mzbech as firewood. Of course, it's only Bidiyavit, and therefore, even according to Rab-Lazza, we should go and use someone that was fatter. In order that we shouldn't have this problem and therefore nothing will get trapped between the coin's fingers and we will stop over here.